All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment, the second part of the Steelers preview. I'm Jeff Hartman, joined by Brian Anthony Davis and Dave Schofield. Dave, since this was your Stat Geek podcast, pounding the rock, that's what you said they need to do. Go ahead and explain yourself a little bit. It's really simple. When you look at um, the statistics and the teams and the rankings and who's given up the most rushing yards and passing yards and everything else in the NFL through 10 weeks, the dead, the team that is 32nd in rushing defense is the Los Angeles Chargers. So my point was, don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Don't, 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 don't pull what happened last week. Like, oh, it's first and goal from the five. They're going to expect us to run. We're going to pass. Oh, they're going to expect us to run again. So we're going to pass again. Stop it. Or, or how many times have the Steelers gone up against a team that's supposed to be bad against the run and they throw the ball 50 times because they're like, oh, well, they're, they're, wait, they're expecting us to run the ball. You know what? Why don't you just take a lesson from what the Lions did for the three drives that they scored on you? They just did what works over and over again until it stopped working. So don't be afraid to run the ball. Just pound it. Brian, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I really think that the – the offensive line gave them the opportunity to run last week a little more. And you see when Najee is going over a hundred yards per game, that is a very big deal for this team. And it just, I mean, it kind of drove me crazy that, that uh, Mason Rudolph's throwing 50 times, but that was Ben Roethlisberger's game plan and they did not adjust from it. Well, I don't know if they could, you know, like Matt. Yeah, no, you can't. Let's talk about Matt Canada for a little bit. I, I asked this on to Michael Beck on my Let's Ride. We're about halfway through this thing, a little bit beyond halfway. What's your take on Matt Canada's offense thus far? Dave, I'll ask you first. For people who think it looks just the same as last year, then either you're not paying attention this year or you weren't paying attention last year because it does not. There is – there is. when it was Randy Feetner, no joke, I could I – could, I was probably over 90% predicting what the play was that was coming based on who was on the field and how they lined up. Not so anymore. It's not as predictable. Now, it doesn't mean that they're doing what you want, what you think would be best to work in a situation. I'm not saying that. But the one thing that I have to say is it is not predictable. They're running the, 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 the jets, the jet motion to at least have the threat of the jet sweep constantly whether they're using it or not and they are mixing it up to where you're not it's not i mean sometimes you're going to say oh that that yeah that's what they're going to do and you might get it right but it's not nearly what it was before in that respect i know some people are really down on canada i i don't know if there would ever be an offensive coordinator that some fans would be happy with because they're not running the exact play that they want them to run at that time so my thing is is I just like that it doesn't look the same and that I can't say that I know exactly what's coming every time. Brian, what are your thoughts on uh, Matt Canada's offense thus far? I've never seen a tight end run between the tackles before until I saw Ebron do it. I'm talking in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I kind of, uh, I agree with Dave because it's not predictable. But one thing that you definitely have to look at here, gentlemen, is this. You know, you have you still have a 39-year-old Ben Roethlisberger with this team. And it you have to mix in what is good for the future and the other guys on this roster and for the quarterback as well. 
So you cannot just, if you just go and say, this is my plan and this is what we're doing, then it's going to fall apart completely because you still have to play to your quarterback strengths. But you have some ability with the run game to mix in this this new scheme. So I think that's what they're doing. And I really think that uh, a lot of people are going to have really short memories next year and the year after that when everybody thinks that uh, this guy's horrible in Matt Canada, yeah, I think you're, I think you're going to really uh, see something different and you're going to be praising this guy. We've seen it so many times. I go back to uh, how many of you, you refuse to say it, but how many people in 2003 thought that Troy Polamalu was going to be a hall of fame player. You were calling him a bust. You're also calling cam. You would never, like I said, short, short memory because it's just going to be like this where a million people said that they went to Woodstock in 1969. Well, it only held a hundred thousand people, but your memory be short and you'll be like, Oh, I knew he was going to be great all along. And I think that's going to happen with Matt Canada. Yeah, I, I agree with you. There's some great points there, Brian, in regards to the fans' short-term memory there. I, anyone that's coached anything that is a team sport where you have to like implement an offense, and it could be basketball, it could be like for me, lacrosse, it could be football for Dave, you know, anyone. I know I've had these moments where you're trying to do something, you're like, yeah, I don't have the personnel to do that. Yeah. Have the idea would work if you have the personnel. And let me keep that in mind here. I mean, the, the, these this isn't his quarterback of choice. I guarantee it. I mean, Ben's Ben is a Hall of Fame quarterback. We all know that. But I guarantee you it's not like, hey, if I could handpick a quarterback, it's a 39-year-old Ben Roethlisberger. They can't move, never run RPOs. That's not his system. I'm not giving him a pass. I am for this season, definitely. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. We shall see. I know, Dave, you know what it's like. Coaching a sport. Yeah. I'd oh love to implement this offense. Like, oh yeah, I'd love yeah. to just pound the rock. Not when you had, not when your biggest lineman's, you know, um, 172 pounds and they have no idea who they're supposed to block. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Fun stuff. Now let's, let me ask you about this. The, the Steelers Chargers, uh, Dave, in your podcast, you brought up a lot of great memories about the Steelers. Brian, you brought up the game in 2005. When you think of Steelers Chargers, what game comes to mind? What moment comes to mind for you? Um, Brian, I'll let you go first on this one. I'm going to have to go back to another Super Bowl year, and it's not the one that I was talking about. But this is a moment when there was snow all around. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think the game was 11 to 9 or 11 to 10. And when the Steelers beat, it was a December game in Heinz field and Troy Polamalu picked a ball off of the ground that was just I mean he with his fingertips it looked like it should have been an incompletion and he picked this ball off of the ground in fact this looked less like a completion than the income wait wait let me put the quotes up the incompletion in uh in the AFC divisional game against Indianapolis the first Super Bowl year this was, but with every replay you saw, you couldn't fight it because he just snatched it off the ground. So when I think of Chargers and Steelers, I think of that game. That's a great memory. 
I do remember that one. Dave, what about you? Steelers, Chargers, what comes to mind? Well, I've blocked those AFC championship games. Or I say I say games. I don't know if it I can't remember how many like they were. 94. Yeah. I'm I'm blocking that out of my head. That's yeah. that's 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 I dead had already me. done that until you just yeah. brought it up. That's dead to me. So, <laughs> you know, and if I want to because if I want to think bad, I mean, because that's that's not who the Steelers are now. And if I want to have a bad memory, it's you know, John Bostic lining up on Keenan Allen. But really, the one the, the one that sticks out to me is is five seconds left in the game on Monday night, down there at the one yard line. No, we're not going to overtime with the field goal. We're handing it off to Lev Bell and seeing if he can get into the touchdown zone um, with with no time on the clock, and, and which and which he does. That's what I think of when I think of Steelers Chargers. The Wildcat, they ran your Wildcat there. That Michael Vick was not on the field, I, I don't believe, for that Le'Veon Bell touchdown. Am I right? Uh, I just remember the run. I don't remember exactly. I think it was a wildcat play. play, believe it or not. I do. Um, I, go ahead, Brian. I, I just want to say about that game real quick. I don't even know if that was done to protect Boswell because that was Boswell's first ever game as a Steeler. Hmm. And I, I almost feel like, uh, yeah, that's a gutsy play, but but was there something going on that they're like, yeah, we don't want to just throw this guy out here and the possibility of, you know, being a rookie, being an undrafted free agent, you know, do we want to go ahead and do this to this guy? So I'm more, I would love to, that'd be one of the questions I'd love to ask. I don't know that that was as much of Boswell to hit that kick. It was what were they going to have to do in overtime on the road and how close were they going to have to get for him in his first game to win it in overtime and thinking, hey, we've got a better chance to win it from the one right here than to have to worry about that in overtime. That's 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 where I think Boswell could have come into play. Could be there. both. It could be yeah. both. Um, wasn't wasn't it in 2009, Brian and Dave, that didn't Steelers play the Chargers again at home in the was it the divisional round or was it wild card? No, that was yes. So no, that was the divisional round because that was the Super yeah. Bowl winning year in San Antonio home. Yes, that's the play I remember. And no one really remembers that punt return for a touchdown. San Antonio Holmes was so good when he was out there as a punt returner. And I, I can really only Antonio Brown was really the only one that was close. I thought Deontay Johnson would be in that role as San Antonio was. San Antonio did not return every punt. If the punt was going to be returnable. You put Santonio out there trying to make a make a play. And when he returned that punt, I remember that play. That was a great play. Um, and you guys basically said all the other ones that I was gonna say anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and Duck Hodges, Duck Hodges going in 2019 and winning on the road was a big win. And that was when the quote Dave loves the quote, he didn't kill us. Yes. He, said. he didn't <laughs> kill right. us. <laughs> he didn't kill us. Yep. All right, and, the, and of course, to me, you. Some people say that was the duck. To me, that's the Rick Roll game. That's the one I'll always know. I will always. I didn't identify even know that. what that was until I you know, said. You ridiculous person! Come on, I mean Brian, Mister <laughs> Pop Culture. He knew exactly what was going on there. But even even today, Cam Hayward tried to reference that they accidentally played Renegade and didn't know what it was. They knew what it was. They were trying to make a joke out of it. People still don't understand to this day what they were trying to do two years ago. That. Which makes it that much dumber. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You guys ready for some over under? Yes, I am. Sure. All right. Let's do it. Uh, I'm, I'm sticking with this with the quarterbacks here. I'm going with Mason Rudolph just because at this time, this being recorded, 
that to this quarterback for the Steelers. Mason Rudolph attempts in this game on Sunday night, 35 and a half. Assuming it's Mason Rudolph. Assuming it's Mason Rudolph. Brian, over, under. Well, I was just going to say under because I think Ben Roethlisberger is playing. But so let's just assume that uh, they go with number two here. And I I think it's going to be under. I think they're going to do everything they can to get Nachi going. Okay, Dave, what do you think? Over, under. Unfortunately, regardless, I'm I'm just going to say quarterback passing attempts, you know, and leave who it is okay, out of go. it. And I'm I'm unfortunately I'm going to say over. I'm just afraid that the game situation is going to dictate it to that. So it's just going to make that happen to where they have to be throwing the ball more. But if they are over it and and that's dictating it, at least it means they're possessing the ball enough to have that many. Attempts, if you know what I mean, because I still think they're going to run it a decent bit with Najee. Well, let's speaking of Najee, Jerome Harris, uh, let's talk <laughs> about his rushing yards. I have it set at 112.5. Uh, Brian, what do you think about Najee, Jerome? Do you think he goes over or under? Um, I think he's going to go over. This is a team that gives up 155.1 yards per game. And what are they ranked? 32nd, Dave? And yeah, 30. Yeah. What did you say is a number that they give up? 155.1 on average. That, yeah. 155.1. That's the number. Yep. Dead last. Okay. So you said over. Uh, yes. Dave, you agree? Over 112 and a half? I think he's going to go over, but I don't even know that he's going to go over 20 attempts. I think he can go over that yardage with even less attempts. Okay. I hope it's over. I'm going to go with over. But how about Najee Jerome Harris touchdowns? Uh, I've set the line at one and a half. So Brian for Najee Jerome, what do you think? Let's go under. He's going to get one. Mm, okay, Dave. Uh, I'll agree with Brian. I'm going over two. I think one receiving and one uh, rushing. Okay. Uh, let's go with Steelers sacking Mr. Herbert. Uh, we're going to set the line at three, even Brian over under. They're going to go over. Okay, Dave. I'm going to push. Um, I think that's a really good number because it's not that the Steelers don't sack the quarterback. It's that the Chargers don't give up a lot of sacks. They've only given up. They've given up less than the Steelers this year. They've given up 16. Okay. I'm going to go under with two or two and a half. We'll save about two probably. Uh, I should have said the line of two and a half in hindsight. Anyways, turnovers. Uh, let's go with the Steelers turning the ball over one and a half over under Brian. It's gotta be under. And I think, think that's being drilled into their head this week and i know they're professionals they should not be having that drilled in their head but why do i why do i picture a whole bunch of omar epses holding onto the ball and people trying to knock it out and they did that with heinz ward way back in the day but yeah i i think it's got to be under dave it really needs to be under, and I'm going to say under, but unfortunately, I think it really needs to be zero, and I think it's going to be one. I'm going to take under. I'll go with one as well. Takeaways. My gosh, the Steelers can't generate takeaways to save their life. I'm going to set the line at one even. Brian, over, under. I don't believe in them getting takeaways yet, so I've got to say under. Dave? I'm going to say under because it really is a rarity. I mean, they have eight on the season in nine games, so they they need it. I'm just not sure they're going to get it. I'm going to have a push here. I'm going to say they get one. 
they get one. And lastly, the Chargers rushing yards, 115 over mm-hmm. under. Brian. I'm going to have to say over. I really think Eckler is something special, and I watched him in that Cleveland game. I, I, I don't – in fact, I think he's more of a runner, and I think this is more of a line than what you had with the Detroit Lions. So I don't know if that is fixed yet. So let's go over. All right, Dave. Unfortunately, I'm going to say over as well, which goes against the numbers because the Chargers only average 100 yards a game, 100.2. They're, so they're, it's not like they're getting tons of yards either. And I honestly think that Eckler is more of a weapon in the passing game. So actually, I've talked myself out of it. I think I'm going to say under. I think Eckler's really going to get going in the passing game more than even the run game. Um, but it all depends on how the game situation plays out. But even if they're, even if the Chargers, let's say they have a lead, they still might just be small, dump, short dump-off passes more than just running the ball. I'm going to go with over, but not by much. Not by much. Napoleon Rags gave his $10 tip. He gave us a super sticker. I can't even see what that is. I can. I got it. I got it on my phone. It is. Um, it looks like, a, is that a hippopotamus in a yellow shirt in a wheelie chair that wipes out and it crashes to the ground and it says wrecked. <laughs> Thank you very much, Napoleon Rags, for the tip and the super sticker. All right. Uh I'm, I'm just trying to paint a, yes, a, no, you a have picture to with words. You have to do that. <laughs> um, trivia, both Dave, Brian, do you have trivia? Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, I do have trivia, but it's, it's not, it's a kind of easy one because I'm giving you choices. It was something um, it's actually Jeremy Betts brought this up to me and I didn't actually answer him on Twitter. He brought it up as a question. I should have answered it. And it was about, um, you know, you know, even Mason Rudolph was, you know, throwing deep on third and short. Um, depends on what your definition of deep is, because Pro Football Reference didn't have Rudolph throwing "quote unquote" deep passes on third down. But what I found interesting from the game against Detroit is the Steelers had, let's see, it was was it seventeen? They had seventeen third down plays, and of those seventeen plays. 16 of them were passes. And the other one was not a Najee Harris run. It was a Mason Rudolph run. So Najee Harris did not get a handoff on third down. So it got me thinking of how's Najee doing on third down. And then I started to look at some other Steelers running back. So this is my question. I was looking at um, how often, what percentage of touches on third down, you know, when I, the reason I say touches because it's a passing game as well, is are, are the Steelers converting into first downs with not when Najee Harris touches the ball on third down? Who do you think has the highest percentage of first down completion or first down? Um, oh, I'm sorry, I said first down on third down. Who has the highest percentage of first downs, um, accomplished between Najee Harris? Le'Veon Bell, and James Conner. When it comes to third down, who had the highest percentage of converting that into a first down? I'm going to see James Conner. Jeff is just staring at the TV. I don't know if Jeff's frozen. No, I'm not frozen. So 
can you, I was answer, I was asking some answering something in the uh, on, live chat. when when it's on third down when the running back gets the ball either yeah, in, you're yeah, on yeah. a pass right. or on a handoff who do you think had the highest percentage of conversion rate of actually turning it into a first down between Harris Bell Najee Jerome the answer is James Connor. No, James Conner converted, um, it r- rounded it to, to the whole percentage of 52%. Najee right now is right at 50%, and Le'Veon Bell was at 48%. But out of those three players, who do you think has the, has the highest conversion rate on receptions and not rushing? Lev Bell. I'm waiting for Brian. Brian. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. It is what Najee Jerome Harris. Oh, Jerome. Um, he and on his and here's the other thing with Najee right now. He has <laughs> you like that we did that out there. Okay. I'm the one who pointed out that it was wrong, but we don't know what it is, so we gotta go with it. It's so, Mazini. M-Z-E. Is it is it yeah, we 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 haven't we cannot confirm or deny Jerome is much better. The middle name of Najee Harris. So we're just we're just going with where Wikipedia screwed it up for the time being. But believe it or not, Najee Harris has, has, has caught every target on third down. He does not have a third down pass that has come his way that he has not caught. And he has converted 60%. It's it's six out of 10 is what it is um, of third downs that he has turned into first down when given the ball in the passing game. But one last question with the option of the three. Who do you think had the longest – Average to go of those three, meaning it was third and this distance. Who do you think had the largest distance to overcome on all those plays? Bell, gonna, Connor, or I'm going to say Connor. Let me go ahead with Bell. And it would be one Najee Harris. <laughs> <laughs> because it, there, it's over six yards for him. Um, Connor, yeah. it was his – whenever he would get the ball on third down, um, it was an average of 5.8 yards to go. Um, where was Bell's? Bell's was 5.7 and Najee Harris, uh, how about 6.4, you know, and he's, and he's doing a, 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 a decent job of convert when he's getting the ball on third down of getting that first down. So, um, especially with his usage in the passing game, one of which was a 25 yard touchdown we have to remember. So just thought I'd put that out there. All right, Brian, go ahead. Okay, so a lot of people uh, recently are not thrilled with uh, me talking about pop culture on these shows because it's going to be all Steelers <laughs> all the time. But oh my gosh, see, I want to bring you, up you get you're so in your feelings with this stuff, man. Don't <laughs> let them get to you, man. Just do yeah. your thing. One guy's going to make you change I your bring entire up... lineup. God. <laughs> <laughs> and he just gave us ten bucks. That's awesome. So thank you. But so that wasn't him. What I'm going to say here. I think so, yeah. But but, but things don't stick to me. Uh, I I forget. I'm like an elephant. But anyways, so with that being said, Jeff's favorite band of all time is a group (laughs) called, and I I bet you didn't know this, it's a group called Captain QB and the Big Boys. (laughs) Now, Captain QB and the Big Boys came out with a disco hit in 1979. It wasn't a hit, but it became one of the greatest one of the absolute greatest fight songs for a team of all time. And it was for the San Diego Chargers. Ten years later, they 
moved it to a a non-disco version. But when I went in 2005 at that game, my buddy and I, every time they scored, they would play this fight song. And even though we wanted the Steelers to win, we went on the score field goals just to hear this crazy fight song. How did it go? And what was the name of the fight song? San Diego Superchargers. Was that that's the name of it? That is the name of it. San Diego Superchargers. San Diego Superchargers. Chargers. Charge. And it was so dumb. It was awesome. And Jeff got that because he loves Captain QB and the Big Boys. Uh, see, then Captain QB wanted to go out on a solo and he left the big boys at home and then everything wasn't the same after that. It's all fun and games till you drop the big boys. Uh, see, and everyone knows that it's really the big boys that matter the most. That it, that the game, it ultimately comes down to the big boys. Yeah, uh, they, they, yeah. they're, they're never the headliner. No. And I just totally realized we didn't do our predictions yet. So oh. we got to do our predictions <laughs> of the game. What's the line, Dave? The line? Oh, I really need to double check. I checked it before the show, but it's changed so much. Well, it's gone, it had gone to eight. It started at six and a half the week. And then I checked for my article that it's running tomorrow, Friday. It had gone to eight via DraftKings Sportsbook. Is it higher? It went that far on DraftKings? Because it started at three and a half. And right your now, article, your article the day after was six and a half. No, it was three and a half. No, was it three and a half? Maybe it's at it five. Three and a half. Maybe it's at five now. It's, it's at five and a half okay, now. Five and a half. Five and a half. And I knew it was going to move around because of all these possible yeah. injuries and or and COVID lists and everything else. We don't know. Okay. Who's anyway, Nobody knows who's playing. What's the over under? The over under is 47. Money. Okay. Brian, prediction time. What is it? All right, I'm going to go, if it's uh, six and a half, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, Steelers take the points, but it's going to be 30 it's to five and a half. Five and a half. Did I just <laughs> listen wrong? Okay. Well, Seattle has two losses. Tally site told me it was six and a half, and, uh, and I was thinking how I was going to apologize. Uh, anyways, so with that being said, all right, no, then I guess go ahead, and I'm looking at 30, 30 to 24. Steelers are way too beat up. Okay. Dave, prediction. That's fairly close to mine. Now, I'm going to give the same disclaimer that my brother gave on Tuesday, and I said, you have every right to, and we told every person who typed their score and at the end of our show, because that's what we do at the end of Scobro, we bring up your scores from the live chat. (laughs) We still don't know who's playing. We still don't know. We still don't know who's playing. So when it comes to the staff article, I have every right to change this pick based on when we find things out. And Brian can't, can't stand not looking at the live chat. But anyway... I'm going with 27 to 23 Chargers. I think the Steelers have the ball. I think that they give them a game. I think that they get it close. But unfortunately, they a field goal doesn't do it for them, and that's what has them come up short. What is your final, Dave? 27 to 23. Okay. I have a uh, shocker. I think the Steelers win this game. <laughs> they find a way to win. And it's a last second uh, Christopher Boswell field goal to put him up 23 to 21. I think they Ooh. surrender three touchdowns. We both say 23. 23 okay. to 21. Steelers win. Take the Steelers, getting the points, put them on the money line, and take the under hard. That's can, can I ask you guys a quick question? Sure. I mean, we're, we're all Steelers fans. 
Yes. That's just, I, that's I just what we so. are. That's <laughs> just what we are. All right. If the Steelers are going to be down, let's say the Steelers are down. Minka, TJ, Hayden, Ben, and Dotson. Let's say they're down all those guys. And maybe even, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll even say Claypool plays. Okay. But, but let's say they're down all those guys. Would you rather go into a game where the Steelers are on the road and underdogs with all those guys missing or at home and favored to still win by a good bit? Uh, the road. Me, I mean, on the road, your back's against the wall. You mm-hmm. can really drum up the it's us against the world type motivation. Like it, it, underdogs to the max. Like I, I think that's the, the the setting that you would rather have. But mm-hmm. you know, having players is valuable no matter where you are. That could be a home game though with the with the crowd. <laughs> we'll say oh, that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, like that's I say, true. because the, uh, that's not even the. They're, that's not even their home team. They're really the San Diego Chargers. They just play their games there because they want other team fans to come watch. So I don't know why. They don't even so, own that stadium. Exactly. It's just, they, le- yeah. they lease it from the Rams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, right. Go ahead, Brian. Brian didn't answer the question. Oh, go ahead, Brian. I no, I actually did. I mean, I, I, I just okay. threw out road. Yeah, I'd, I'd yeah. rather be on Same the road. Same here. I mean, and I, I feel exactly the same way. I'm just kind of reminding everyone that, you know, if you're going to be down a bunch of players going into this situation, just go in as the underdog and just, you know, play out, you know, ball out, play hard, Jeff, play That's hard. Right. That's what they need to do. You need to overcome. I would, as a fan, I feel much better going into that situation. I bet your pregame speeches are legendary when you catch. Oh, they were. Oh, that my my not my not one yard speech that I gave. Oh, that was you know, the, it, it was it was phenomenal. You say your play hard speech is that what no it's called? Oh. no it's called not one yard <laughs> yeah not one yard. <laughs> Final thoughts, Brian Anthony Davis. Go ahead. Real quick, I want to go back to Jeff's prediction. If Chris Boswell does make that field goal, will he forever be known as Christopher Lynn Boswell? Lynn, Lynn. I just found it on Pro Pro Football Reference. <laughs> no one else wants to give him Lynn. Wikipedia mm. won't give it, but it's Christopher Lynn Boswell, CLB. Lynn. Ah, I don't know. It's not, it's not as good as Jerome. <laughs> it's truer than Jerome, but that's okay. So, um, you know, I want to talk about last weekend, but before I do that, you know what? I like to have fun here. I like to joke around, but you know what? If I bring you up and uh, for criticizing me, it's just, I'm having fun with you. So d- d- make your opinions. I don't care. At least you're not the guy that's, that said, I need to throw in a salad and ride a treadmill last week on my show. <laughs> yeah. That kind of, I mean, that made me go eat even more and, and cry to my wife. Like I hate these people, but anyways, I, I get it. I'm, I'm here. I have the platform, so I'm going to be up for criticism. So, no problem. I do appreciate. I don't care whether you, whether you like me or hate you, hate me. As long as you're here at, at here on our network, checking us out. If I'm your least favorite podcaster, at least you have a least favorite, and you have favorites, and I love it because these guys are the best. But I want to talk about last week real quick, and. You know, you're in a situation where everybody is down on the fact that you tie to the Lions and you look around and you see the Bills losing the Jags the week before and you see what happened to the Ravens. You see what happened to the Buccaneers, the world champs. You see what happened to the Arizona Cardinals. I know no, they were without Kyler 
Kyler Murray. But here's here's what I'm talking about here. You go into this game, and then the game starts, and all of a sudden, you've got four guys gone that you rely on. And that opens a door. And on the other on the other side, they're like, boys, doors open. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and get in there. That was actually, besides the rain and the cold, it was an entertaining game to watch live. Being there, it was it was a whole lot more entertaining. But you also have a situation where you don't have your quarterback in there. You have a lot, you don't have Chase Claypool. So I'm watching this game and I thought, oh my gosh, is is Ray Ray McLeod going to break a record here for, for completions and lack of yards? I mean, that's a possibility, but all I have to say is that, you know what, this is a long season. There's an extra game. And as much as the Steelers are struggling in our mind and yeah, they are here and there, they are. But the bottom line to the whole thing is this is a weird season. That one extra game is causing a whole lot of chaos. And you've got the AFC with the best you're going to get is an eight and two team right now, a team with two losses. And it's not Seattle because they're not on the AFC. It's Tennessee. So with that being said, there's so much more to come in this season. And you could be down now. It's just like Frank Sinatra would say. You may be riding high in April, shot down in May, or it could be the other way around. All right, Dave, final thoughts. My final thoughts are, I still don't know what to think about this game with all these players that are up and down and you don't know what's going on. And this could really go, you could have the kickoff to the late games and still not know exactly how it's going to go down for for the Chargers specifically. They could be it could be that late in the game or you know late to to see where what players are going to be on the COVID list and things like that. I'm probably going to change what I think is going to happen in this game about six times. Uh, and this was just this. I, all I did was make a standard. But you know what? I'm still going to be here Sunday night. I'm still going to be you know, staying up super late doing the post game show. I'm still going to be acting like a zombie on Monday because I got two hours of sleep. I'm still going to be wearing my Cameron Phillips Hayward Jersey. Um, yeah. You like that nice. one? I'm still going to be, I'm still going to be spending that one. I'm, you know, I'm wearing it on my couch and pulling for this team to win. Even I, even if I don't believe that, they are in the best situation because of everything going on. I still think that they can. I, the only question is, will they do it? And all I have to say is that it's so great to be here with you all on Thursday nights. Those that are in the live chat, those who are listening to it later, those that are just part of this BTSC family. Um, I'm happy to say that, that unfortunately I'm about 20 years too late to play left tackle for the Steelers, but I did um, back in the day. Um, no, I don't always tie my tennis shoes and Jeff looks amazing in Crocs. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, you can, you can just go look up <laughs> J Hartman underscore pit on Twitter and probably find that his most popular tweet of the last two days. And you can find <laughs> out exactly what I'm talking about. Yes. Don't hate on Crocs. All right. That's a good show guys. Uh, Dave, why don't you send us out? Hey. San Diego Super Chargers. 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 We're going to lose. All right, we'll see you next week. <laughs>
Oh, how it rips me, but love makes me live for tomorrow.